0: Hello, this is Evelyn Davison, and we are thrilled to be in the studio today with my good friend, Linda Chandler. Good, good day, Linda.
1: Hey, Evelyn. is it a beautiful day. day? Yes, it is. Well, we're excited. It's always a beautiful day when I'm with you.
0: Oh, thank you. Now, you've made my day, so I'm in good shape. We, um, we are broadcasting today from KTXW, and this is Love Talk, and we are going to be talking today about building bridges of love, uh, Linda, and um, how it is that we live in a troubled world, but that troubled world does not have to rule us or take away the joy that we have every day. So we're going to be talking about hurting hearts. And, you know, one of the things that's so important about that is, you know, we, our heart hurts physically and emotionally and spiritually when we are not exactly where we need to be. And uh, we let the culture around us sometimes mold us into the person that we are not really supposed to be. And so, as we're going to talking about that today, how serious do you think heavy hearts are in our world, in our culture today?
1: I think it's very serious. And I think that that's where they're always looking for, a bridge of healing. And if you're talking about building bridges of love, how can we be compassionate and kind people in the midst of so much brokenness. and But the only thing that can fix it is, of course, it's a rift. And it's a rift where we're not as connected into God because he's the one. He's the answer to every challenge. Mm-hmm. He is the most important. So it's, a, it's allowing our hearts to build a bridge of love and compassion. Uh, through our uh, trust and our faith in Him, but the people that represent Him mm-hmm. also, don't you think? It's That's you. true. And
0: you yeah, know, that was true of young Timothy. A doc, uh, Apostle Paul was his mentor. And um, Timothy was real young and he was in a congregation or had a, you know, a synagogue, I mean, a mm-hmm. Bible study or whatever they do on the creek over there. And. Um, he, he began to have, be troubled, had a troubled heart, and so Paul wrote him a letter and told him, he said, Timothy, he said, one thing you do is pray. You pray for those that are in authority over you for two reasons. Number one, that you might live at peace and not have a troubled heart. You know that God is directing. And number two, that you can serve the Savior. And so when we look at where we are today, and I know you as a pastor, you pastor. Uh, Austin Brethren Church and you, your, your backgrounds in education, your husband Gary is superintendent of Copeland Schools. Uh, you have a varied background in, in dealing with, with people and with parents and with children. And it, it, the, the answer really is, uh, in the times in which we're living today, and we're moving really quickly to the time we change our leadership, Linda.
1: Yes. I, mean, I think instead of manning it as a fight, we look yeah. at <laughs> Who would God have us represent? Who would build that bridge for us in these troubled times? But it would be a bridge that comes from the prayer, that as we pray for godly leaders mm-hmm. and godly people. And it would be a bridge that brings peace into the situation. So it's fussing and fighting over issues and through our brokenness. We would say, well, what is it that God would desire? What I is his solid. will? And who is he sending us yes. to build this bridge?
0: And, and the, the bridge is, is two things, basically. It is the Word of God. Yes. And it is prayer in the presence of God in our life. Absolutely. To give us the answers to the issues of life that we're seeking. Absolutely. In. So, we, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to do that with uh, my friend, Dr. Mike Vandewally. Uh Tell me a little bit about Dr. Mike.
1: Well, he's a doctor of uh, chiropractic, and he's he really is a community servant. He right now he is currently on a call from God, and his right. own words felt like that God has tapped him on the shoulder to run for Texas State Representative in the North Austin area. Uh, he's came 30 years ago from I believe it's Davenport, Iowa. And uh, I, actually, as I was sitting in we were hearing him about how he used to even be out in the, the fields on a combine. Uh, Iowa was a, my grandmother came from Iowa, so I think that's a, a dear place in my heart. So, you know what, he's, he's from the fields, and he's come in.
0: Well, um- The most exciting thing about uh, us talking about this today is that he is in the studio with us. We want to welcome you, Dr. Mike. Uh, This is um, a great day today as we talk about where we are in the state of Texas and where we think God wants us to be.
2: Well, Evelyn, uh, thank you for inviting me here. Uh, It's always fun to have time with you.
0: Well, it's fun to be with you and your sweet wife, Linda. And, you know, Master Mike, you grew up on a farm, right? Correct. And uh, you left the farm for what reason?
2: Well, um, actually, uh, as far as leaving the farm, you mean in mm-hmm. terms of. Uh, actually, we changed the farm. We had some experience with uh, dairy. And one of the experiences we had with that was over-regulation.
0: Over-regulation. What kind of farm was
2: it? It was a dairy farm. A dairy farm. And when, uh, by the age 10, I had learned quite a bit about uh, regulation at that time. The rules were to have dairy, you had to have the milk house attached to the barn, then so many feet from the barn, then there had to be a restroom inside the milk house, and then so many feet from the milk house. Mm -hmm. Uh, All those regulations cost a great deal of money, energy, effort, did nothing for the quality of the milk. And so rather than continue to do this, um, my dad de- decided to leave the dairy farm and go into feeding cattle and, and mm-hmm. hogs and things of that nature versus the dairy because now, if you look, regulation has limited the small farms and everything's corporate now. And that's what's happening in practically every business. And that's one of the reasons I'm running is I've just seen overregulation all my life.
0: Overregulation. What does that mean?
2: Well... I've heard that the best way to eliminate competition is to regulate it. Let's take a look at uh, um, Amazon.com, for instance. Okay. They, when they got started, they were against being uh, having a, a sales tax attached to their what they sold. Right. Well, today they seem to be in favor of it because that's going to eliminate their competition because they're big enough to be able to with, to establish those uh, entities. And the small company getting started, that's hard to do to uh, maintain a sales tax in different states.
0: You know, uh, we have had some major changes in our nation and in, in the state of Texas in the last um, um, seven or eight years. Um, and we are looking at a time when we need to make some major decisions, Dr. Mike. And we want to talk about some of those issues today. But what what I want to know is, why are you running uh, for a state office uh, at this time in your life? You, you know, you've got, you've got a good life.
2: Well, uh, I'm a chiropractor. I've served the health needs of this community for 33 years. Uh-huh. My son and daughter both are chiropractors. So collectively, we've uh, served the community 50 years. And now it's time. I've uh, come to a point in my life where they're on their way. I'm turning my practice over to my daughter to manage. I'm going to continue practicing because mm-hmm. I love yeah, helping people. We don't people. want to lose you <laughs> um, So uh, God put on my heart two years ago that uh, he might want me to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, to choose that on my own, probably wouldn't. But he laid that on my heart. And one day uh, some people came to me and said, Mike, if he thought about running for office? And it all came together. He had prepared me, so I had to say yes. And part of what uh, everything I've done in my life has led me to this point where I think I can really make a difference in the legislature.
0: You know, it takes a godly leader to do the work of God, uh, Dr. Mike. Uh, how would you really describe uh, a godly leader in, in the culture of which we live today?
2: Well, maybe I'll use uh, some examples of my family because I, my grandfather and father. My uh, my grandfather is an immigrant. Was an immigrant from Belgium. I remember him coming to this. We'd sit together, and he'd tell me about where he came from in the country. He said, "Michael, what a wonderful country this is!" Actually, really? he just said, "Michael, Michael." That meant I was supposed to listen. Ooh, that's <laughs> like,
0: "Amen, amen." <laughs> yes,
2: and he said, "Michael, what a wonderful country this is." I came here, could I got a job? Then I got. A, and I could support my family. But then I got a second job to save money to buy land to farm. And that, then you saw his eyes dance when he talked about that. But he was a leader in our family because he set the standard for us. He, um, and back in those days, the cattle buyers would come to the farm to uh, purchase the cattle there. But when I was a boy, my dad would load up the cattle in trucks and they'd ship them to Chicago. And we'd watch them get sold there in the stockyards up uh-huh. there. But in the early days, they came to the farm. Well, the guy showed up drunk one day, the cattle buyer my grandfather took him in the house put him in the kitchen and I gave him to my grandmother and said get him sober and we'll do business afterward Mm -hmm. that's what they did he sobered up then they went out and they did business well that got out to the community and that's how my grandfather got his uh, his nickname honest Ernest. so he was he set the standard for our family and he gave that to my dad I hope I'm giving that to my kids and now I have two grandchildren so we want to see that keep going
0: well, you know, it is exciting when we have an opportunity to look back in life in America and see how God has, has moved uh, in our lives in a direction to get us, to bring us to the point where we can, if we yield to him, he can use us. And we know that's what happens when we come to know the reality of the love of Jesus Christ. And it's so important in our world today, especially uh, where we are, because, you know, it Lynn and I were talking earlier and she may have something to say about this. We live in a world today or in a in a time, even in central Texas, where there are many troubled hearts.
1: Yes. I really like this example. That he just gave, I think he said it was honest, earnest. Yeah. You think about that. He had um, his grandfather had the ethical behavior to know that this was not going to be a good deal. Or he, was, if he worked with him in this state, it was going to be a problem. But he didn't judge the state that he was in. That you know, by being you know drunk or whatever, he didn't judge. He the person. He simply said, "Let's wait till we can work on this together in a in a sober." An ethical manner, you know so i don 't take advantage of you, and you, you don 't get taken advantage of and so that shows us uh that is how God would have us we 're going to be working with all kinds and all types of people, but if we 're called as a godly leader, we have to have the ethical behavior to know how to walk mm-hmm. in 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 um,
0: The boundaries that
1: God has given to us.
0: That is so true, Linda. And not only just have to have an ethical behavior, but we've got to have a vision. We've got to have a passion. Dr. Mike, you know, what is the bottom line that I would ask you today as to why you are making this major change from being a doctor of medicine to being a representative of the people in in the state? well, uh, uh, you know, just wherever we are, we're going to talk about some issues today. But why do you feel God has called you to do this at this time in your life?
2: I don't know. It's I, as growing up, uh, ministers would tell me. I'd ask them a question. They'd say, "Well, Michael, that's a mystery." That's a mystery. <laughs> and, I, and I think sometimes it is. Uh-huh. Uh, I just know to be faithful, continue moving. Uh, God will be faithful in directing us. We have good days. We have bad days. Um, uh, when you get up in the morning, you get a new start, and you go on. And I've seen that when things are troubling. We were talking about that earlier, about yeah. you know, we have heavy hearts. Well, tomorrow it will be better because I, God gives us the strength that we need. Remember God before Jesus before he would uh, go on some um, uh direction where he's doing miracles or whatever, he'd go away for a while. Yeah, take your time apart. And gather energy, Mm -hmm. and then he'd go. And um, uh, I just feel so fortunate that he's laid this on my heart. uh, As I was telling you earlier, this campaign, I had uh, one week of sheer terror. (laughs) It's brand new for me, but it's got me to a different place in my life that uh, um, it opens up doors and things that I think can be done to make this... A better life for everyone. Oh, um, Texas has some thanks. good things going on right now. We're the um, <coughs> we're the beacon for the rest of the country, mm-hmm. and if we're having 1,100 people per day come to Texas, we're doing something right here.
0: Yes, we are, and and I think that you've nailed it, Doctor Mike, and that you know wherever we are in life, God speaks to us and gives us direction and passion for serving Him, and He is our rope of hope. You know, we we can't put that in in. All leaders today. But when we know that God's called a man of reputation as you are to come and serve, then we know that you're the that person that we want to support. We do need to take our break. Let's do that, uh, Mike, and come back. And what we want to talk about is... Uh, It's a patriot's heart in this nation, what it takes to be a person that can serve others in a way that we can make a difference in the time we live. Right after this, stay with us.
3: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison Salazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
5: Four five one two two five eight zero zero nine three or, or w
0: Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today at KTXW, The Bridge. We're talking about having heavy hearts in a time which we live right now and, and the burdens that we carry every day. And we're doing this with my friend, uh, Reverend Linda Chandler, and uh, with Dr. Mike Vandewale. And Dr. Mike is running for the um, state representative for District 50. Is that right, Dr. Mike? Correct. I want to be sure I get District it right 50. here. Because we yes. don't tell our friends, you know, what they got to do about voting. Uh, you know, how they, they really need to um, look at a lot of different things, and we're going to be talking about some of those today. I think the first one I want us to talk about is education. You know, in, in where we are today uh, in Texas is, as you said and Linda said earlier, people are coming here. They're coming here. What is it about our education system that, that probably is working and what's not working? What do we need to do?
2: Well, I think there... People learn different ways, so there needs to be a variety. Somewhat, Uh, we do. People used to have jobs for 20 years, then it was five years, then it was three years. If you're in the IT business, maybe shorter than that. So, uh, Texas Association Business, uh, of which I was a um, uh, education chair at one time, advocates that business and and education partner because we need job-ready students. When you graduate from high school today and college today, they're not really job-ready, and by partnering with business, education will know what they need to get to the students. We're seeing the community colleges taking over a great deal of that. I, some of my daughter's friends uh, in their 30s are have degrees but are going back to community college to develop skills for a job. Um, we talk about education, how important it is. I remember uh, when my kids were in school, our school happened to be a blue bonnet school, and we had people come in and judge the schools and 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 uh, rape them and that, so we had an interview with them and they interviewed us and then afterward we interviewed them and, oh, really? and we asked them you know what how do you decide on or, or what schools or what's the major factor in a good school and they said absolutely families solid families make sure that the kids get what they need because it's hard to again Kids think differently. In fact, one of my daughter's friends' mother was, uh, taught at Cornell, then at Texas, and, and math. And she said there's four ways that you learn or that you can solve problems. Well, how many teachers know all four ways? She says they don't. And that makes it difficult. So sometimes you have to look for a school or a teacher and that can... Um, inspire you. You talked earlier about yourself. You had a teacher that inspired you Mm -hmm. in your early days, and that allowed you to go on. And I think that's where we need to look in our schools, is strong teachers, which we have, they're just not allowed to teach with all the regulation. Oh, here I am, talking about regulation again. Yeah, Uh, It goes in school districts, too, because when more, always, when more money is given by a centralized government, then they attach regulations. So then... We end up, all that money goes into regulation then.
1: Well, you become the law upon the law upon the law is what happens. And then you, you you lose the passion of the heart. We're always talking about the passion of the heart. And we've talked about heavy hearts today. And so I think that um, it's a good thing to look at this team building, what you're saying with business and education. I think that's a great idea. Um, but it's about listening to each other and valuing. I think that's the other thing. Do we value what people do? Because look at the world you know the economy they vote with their money they vote with it you know what we say is so popular today athletics sports that's where all the money goes mm-hmm. even in the big businesses you know they'll pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to get some ad on the tv but yet where's the millions and millions of dollars that they would put in educating the minds for tomorrow well, you So know, there's a disconnect there that mm-hmm. we're going to have to help with that riff yeah. it's about what you're passionate about and and I think we need some uh, idealism and some, you know, something coming from the heart, not just the head. Like Dr. Mike, huh? Yes,
0: yes. yes. Well, you know, one of the things that, that bothers me uh, somewhat about the educational situation uh, today, Dr. Mike, is the regulations you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Just recently, there was a, a little girl that um, uh, sneezed, and a little boy said, God bless you, and they... They sent him home. They sent him home. I don't know how they can do
1: that if we're supposed to have freedom of speech.
2: I think political correctness has gotten out of control. Oh, Uh, absolutely. What's happened is political correctness has restricted principals and teachers from administering direction, advice to students, training. So they adopt zero tolerance on all things. So uh, in addition to that, I remember uh, a little boy, five-year-old, kissed a girl on the uh, playground. Now he's a uh, um, sex uh, offender, and he, it's in his records. It's ridiculous. Uh, so what's happening, happening is, you know, uh, in Nazi Germany, the brown shirts uh, would walk around and, and do a Heil Hitler and put their arm up, and if you didn't do that, they'd go over and beat you up. Mm-hmm. So that went on and on until everybody would automatically do that, see? This political correctness is the same thing. It badgers people until they toe to the the mark, and that's where we get this zero tolerance uh, in our schools right now where we cannot discipline kids. We cannot uh, teach them direction. Um, It's like it's what we've developed now is Lord of the Flies within our school system. The kids are teaching themselves because the teachers and principals are not allowed to. Well, they have their hands tied up. Correct.
1: But... I will tell you, when you go to the smaller schools, the community schools, where they still have the value of community, you know, um, which I'm not going to name because I don't want anybody going there, but <laughs> um, they have the heart. Yeah. And they say, you know what, we're going to do what we're supp- – the right. And that's what sounds like, you know, Dr. Mike, you are doing. You've got a heart or a passion for for this, I mean, just some of your images with the slide, uh, Lord of the Flies. And, and, you know, we think that we're so, by being political correct, that we're more liberal, we're giving more freedom, when in fact, we're restricting it mm-hmm. when you're using the image of Nazi Germany. And you are exactly, and that, you know, you've got my, my, um, my attention. Vote. I
0: can't vote my, for well, you, but I'll vote for But support. he's got my
1: attention here. <laughs> yeah. That he is really thinking this through. And this is this is what we've got to have. That's, that's godly leadership. That's wisdom.
0: What about um, the regulations and some of the things that's going on? You know, Texas is known across this nation now as being very prosperous in the area of business. Let's talk about that a little bit, Dr. Mike.
2: Well, we've been blessed here a wow. while. There's three things that uh, create a strong economy: it's uh, communication, transportation, and cheap energy. We have cheap energy. We got to work on transportation. That's a problem here in Texas. Communication with internet, etc. Amazing, amazing. Now, there's one thing that's some that was left out. Uh, I did some economics uh, training in, in school, and uh, um, the human quotient is very important. And uh, that, I think I would add to that. Um, and we have the University of Texas here, and we have so many other great universities in, in this area and all in Texas that uh, are providing the, uh, the human quotient that makes up. And um, uh, the economy is uh, best served when, well, again, my campaign, I guess I can talk about that. Yes,
0: please <laughs> do. We wanna, I want to know what you know.
2: I'm for less tax. Uh, I know property taxes, uh, it's kind of gotten out of control. Um, uh, I think we need to do less spending. If we do le- if we spend less, we don't need as much tax, see, so maybe we're okay because we keep increasing that property tax all the time uh, automatically without voting for it. So there's some things in the works to change that this next session. Uh, also, um, uh, particularly my opponent has mentioned that she's in favor of an income tax. Well, an income tax... That's why that 1,100 people. I'm, I'm talking to people in Pflugerville often, and they've just moved here in the last year or two. It's really a growing area. To the person, that's why they moved here. One of the reasons was no income tax. See. So, my, my view on this is this if you have an income tax, how is the money it takes to set up that bureaucracy? We have to hire people, we have to get computers, we have to get space, and then we have to hire the accountants individually to work up the income tax. So we're spending a lot of money before anything gets to, to the people. And government should be in between, not a catch-all. Really? And that's what would happen if we had an income tax.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that that we look at today and is an example of how government can get so out of uh, um out of boundaries. I mean, grow to the point that it is just totally controlling is the health care system that we have in this nation. Let's talk about um, where we are in that regard a little bit, Dr. Mike.
2: All right. Um, I've been in the healthcare care service business for 38 years here in Austin, 33, and I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, 40 years ago, um, we had a system that uh, there's a lot of individual doctors, but again, regulation started changing things. It's hard to find a medical doctor that has his own practice anymore, and they're about to implement laws to allow hospitals to hire doctors. And when that's done, we see prices go up. Mm. Like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. is corporations teach their members to upsell? Does that happen to medicine? It might. I don't know. What does but upsell mean? Well, that means somebody comes in for a particular condition, uh, and uh, may happen, um, have you had your oil changed lately? That's what that is, because you go in, you go uh, get your oil changed, and uh, uh, they make some suggestions, well, can you do, maybe you need this, maybe you need this, maybe you need this, and most places are pretty good about that, they're giving you an opportunity to uh, choose on something, mm-hmm. but... There's a lot of pressure sometimes, and that's that's how that can come. A, I shouldn't in, isolate an industry like that. But I think we're seeing that in every industry, whether it's in medicine, uh, Hapson's chiropractic, dentistry. We see it uh, in car dealerships. There's that uh, just increasing that uh, that pressure to buy more. And uh, I, um, I like the small business because I know the person. I just had an experience with that recently with an air conditioning company, uh, had somebody come in, I need a new air conditioner, and I said, you know, that doesn't sound right to me. And uh, usually, you know, I've been around this a little bit, and I said, usually it gives you a warning. It was no warning, it just didn't work one day. Well, I had somebody else come look at it, there was a wire that was loose. They wanted me to replace the whole unit. And then another situation occurred, and again, uh, I had the guy I trust, and... Not that I shouldn't trust somebody, but, you know, it's good to get other opinions on things. Well, yeah. And and uh, I just saw a change of there's a 30% difference in cost dealing with the person that I have confidence in, and I hope I provide that in my practice as well, that they have confidence in what my opinion is, and, and uh, I give them a choice of, of different opportunities that they might take for their health.
0: Well, when we look at government and we look at upselling, you know that basically is taxation right
2: yes or it can yeah i don't know if it's taxation but it it um, it does increase the cost of things yes so. How, well and, i think that what we we're talking about is regulation eliminates competition so everything becomes corporate and we lose I think that's the small exactly. mom and pops
1: and we lose the individuality and it loses that's that goes all the way back to what we were talking about Why are people not voting? This was an off conversation we had before we came into the studio. Why are people – it's because they don't believe they make a difference. The the individual doesn't make a difference. It's this big corporate reality where every decision is already made for you. I see that in healthcare a lot of times with – even though we're not calling it or you're questioning whether it's upselling, but, you know, we are supposedly have all this preventative stuff, but then they find this problem and this and this and this and this, and where's the trusted family doctor? That you went to and you could have a conversation with, you know, it's just a big corporate America kind of
0: thing.
2: Wouldn't it be nice to have our own doctor again?
0: Yeah, oh, exactly. I have one, <laughs>
2: but it's my it,
0: doctor is Doctor. I'm going to give him a plug today. Doctor Sid Robin. He is the concierge of medicine. We pay him a flat fee for the whole year, and uh, it, it makes a big difference to me because of the health issues that I have. That I can call him on his cell phone and say, I've got temperature today. What do I do? That's
2: become very difficult for the individual. You just said concierge. See? Mm-hmm. Um, regulation has so restricted how a doctor is paid, the time he spends with the patient, etc. It's all mandated pretty much now. Mm-hmm. So they have to. So the doctors have to go to the concierge to be able to exist. Yes. And uh, that's... It's interesting, isn't it, how uh, free enterprise, people can work their way around things. But why make it so difficult?
0: Exactly. Well, you know, we're at a point in this nation where um, we look at uh, these kind of things. And we've got some other things we want to talk about. We, we need to take a break. But I want to say this. We have become a people of a mindset that we are entitled to everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything. Everybody. We all. It's sort of a communistic type. Uh, approach to life, to where if my neighbor has this, I'm entitled to it. And it it is one of the things that ruins business. It will ruin health care. It will ruin, ruin education. And we are moving so much more in that direction. Is that is that something that you're seeing, Dr. Mike?
2: Well, I, I, we have to help people that have issues that they can't control on their own. The entitlement thing, what happens is we build such a large group of people that are entitled just they don't know any different. And it brings things down to the lowest common denominator Mm -hmm. where when people are given opportunity, given hope, I think hope is the word. Yes. Uh, Entitlement takes away hope.
0: It does. Um, My
2: my son was a lifeguard in a part of town that uh, there wasn't just a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. There was a fellow there that he thought actually worked at the pool, and he mm-hmm. was uh, he would go to the meetings with them, etc. He was he was surprised to find out he didn't work there. See, we have a desire to work. We have a desire mm-hmm. to to produce and do things. And when hope's taken away, um, they don't think they have a chance. And that's a thing I think. Uh, uh, Government oversteps by uh, uh, providing too much entitlement, mm-hmm. so that um, you know, uh, if I entitle my children growing up, I had to work hard mm-hmm. to get my kids to do jobs because yeah. we didn't have any around the house on the farm. We had lots; yeah. <laughs> There was plenty to do. But um, uh, they really enjoyed accomplishing things, and mm-hmm. and uh, um, this goes. I think we have, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and looking at the future and not just living for just one day at a time. We are talking today with Dr. Mike Vandewally. Mike Dr. Mike's a longtime friend, and he is now uh, running for uh, state representative for District 50. And that runs along Jollyville Road north into North Austin. Is that right, Dr. Mike?
2: Starts Balcones Country Club. Balcones Country Club. Through Jollyville up to Wells Branch into Boogerville. Mm-hmm. Overdraw um Weberville, down Webberville. around that area. and now, Parts of Elgin. So I have parts of a lot of places. Yeah.
0: Well, we're, through, we're glad to have you with us today because I've got all these questions, and, and I want answers, and I want to do the right thing, and I want to know what I need to do. So uh, we do need to take our break. Let's do that, Mike, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some of the other values that make life so special to us because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, what he wants to do for us, and that rope of hope that we have. It's tied to him right after this.
6: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational patriotic journal published bi monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal two four nine sixty five thirty-five or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
5: 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
4: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
0: Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today at KTXW, The Bridge, and you talk, you're listening to Love Talk for Love Walking. And with two of my favorite friends are in, in the studio with us today, and that's Linda Chandler, who is a pastor of um, Austin Brethren Church and has host ministries and serves on the board of directors for the National Day of Prayer and is my prayer partner. Linda, it's just so, always so good to have you with us. Oh, no, and it's great. And then we have Dr. Mike, Dr. Mike Vanderwally. Dr. Mike Vanderwally is, uh, a chiropractor, grew up on a farm uh, up in Iowa, but made his way to Texas as fast as he could get here, and we are so glad. (laughs) Dr. Mike, we're talking today about what it is that um, um, is happening around us in the culture in which we live that has given us troubled hearts because of some of the changes that are coming about in the way that we live, and the way that we serve, and, and even the way we worship some uh, in today's world. And, you know, family is so important. It's important when you're a child, and then when you get to be a daddy or a mommy, you know, that, the responsibility of that is so strong. And yet, that's what our nation's been fa- been founded on. Is the values of family? Let's talk about that a little bit.
2: Fifty to eighty people a day uh, as a chiropractic physician, and um, uh, I've heard I have patients that are some of the highest paid in Austin, and some that live under bridges. So I hear all kinds of family backgrounds, and, and uh, income has nothing to do with that. Um, I was very fortunate. I grew up on a, with with family. I um, uh, back then, life on the farm was joyful, happy. Worked together, we played together, we worshiped together. You know, as a child, it seemed like a simple life. Now, looking back on that, my parents being young parents, raising three boys, uh, planning, raising, running a farm, maybe it wasn't quite so simple for them. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, um, Life on the farm was about teaching, learning, practicing business, uh, life, spiritual schools, my uh, skills. My brothers and I joke quite a bit about uh, sitting around the dinner table. We got an education uh, in dinner table economics.
0: We did too. It uh, <laughs> <it was. laughs>
2: my parents would tell different stories, and uh, it came in handy then when I uh, studied economics in college. Because <laughs> uh, I, uh, I lived a lot of the, a lot of the principles uh, about. Um, uh, economics, but uh, uh, also I tell people that I grew up on an organic farm. See, you know, they have a healthy brain, you have to have a healthy body too. So I grew up on an organic farm, and everybody, oh, that's wonderful. Well, then I have to tell them that everybody had an organic farm there. Uh-huh. We didn't have chemicals until I was in that's high school, right. see. So you we had other right. ways of of uh, going. Cow
0: manure, <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: among other things. So I've had a lot of experience, all different. Days of life again. Uh, every did newspaper circulation. I just had a lot of different jobs, so that allows me to, to relate to a lot of different people. Uh, getting back to um, you know the heart of America, uh, the heavy hearts that maybe people carry is things aren't as simple as they used to be. There's right. so many uh, directions, uh, times we have so many things that give us time. Uh, but you know what? We fill it up, so we're actually more under stress. So uh, God gave us a day off to uh, spend, to recover. In fact, there's a story about uh, some mules. There were some seven-day mules and six-day mules. Seven-day mules carried a light load seven days a week. Uh, I don't remember if it was coal or iron, whatever it was. The six-day mules carried a heavier load, so cumulatively they actually carried more per week. They didn't break down. The seven-day meals did. So that's a lesson to us that we need to take a day, reflect on our lives, what what Jesus means to us, and uh, get that rest.
1: You know what? You know, can can it, I say not, something? Because I heard him say. That? Well, I heard him say that in his in his life of growing up, the simplicity was that they worked together, they played together. They worship together so there's a together we live in a society especially in this urban area of the fracking of togetherness everybody's running off in their own way in their own you know little path and they're so busy you know time is stolen and I think you and you said something about dinner table economics you know where you talked about things around the table how? Could you, even as a representative, you know, saying that it, as it would get you voted in and how, how could we pl- how could we help with that togetherness in order to um, instill again uh, these family values that would help heavy hearts and would help. Maybe rebuild and, and heal America. Uh, and, and this togetherness is coming to me because even in the pastoral realm, we have a thing now, it's called Two Together for Texas, where we're trying to restore through the covenant of marriage and what we do when we bring people to marriage, um, that we talk about vows and what God's plan was for marriage and, and why vows are important, why you know the husband and wife Role is important. And so there's something God's telling us about togetherness. And um, I don't know, you know, I'm asking you to kind of think on your feet. But if you took those ingredients of togetherness, dinner table, economics, of of talking around a table, how how could we use that in this realm of politics?
2: Well, the uh, user's manual is called the Bible.
6: Mm
2: -hmm. And it's there. We just have to use it. And with our busy lives, um, boy, I, I do recognize that because uh, I had very active kids, piano, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sports. I did, too. Uh, there wasn't time for everything. And I think, you know, we get back to education again. I think education, the way we have it today, takes too much time from the kids. Um, my daughter always tested very high, so she was in, a, um, in the elite class group, so... Uh, she's always identified that way. And um, <coughs> excuse me, she, um, uh, she was given college-level coursework in high school, but no time to study. You see, in IB school, wonderful education. She had some great teachers, but there was no time to study. And she came to me one day, and, and see, she was playing soccer. She was playing piano. And then she had to study five hours a night. You know, some say, well, my kids don't, you know, they don't have... They don't have homework. Is that, well, some kids get too much and some get not enough, you know. And uh, she came to me and she said, Dad, if I find a private school to go to and pay for it myself, can I go? Mm-hmm. Well, at that moment, I knew I trained her right. She, <laughs> yes. She's in charge of her own life, see. Yes. And um, uh, she found one. So she met only in the mornings. And then she worked in the afternoons and paid for it. So she did it her first year, her first semester. And then the second semester, this is her junior year. And second semester, she was looking over things. And, and the public school had prepared her well so that she could just take, pick up a couple more courses and graduate a year early. So she did that. We helped her a little bit ec- economically then uh, second semester because she had to take a few classes in the afternoon. But what a wonderful opportunity to make choices for yourself to find something that worked better because she was stressing out. We talked to a lot of her friends are losing hair having psychological problems, et cetera, because so much time was spent. Uh... Without the family. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to have time with family. And we need to have time to settle. This, in chiropractic, we study a great deal about nervous system and brain. And, and the brain needs some time to re- recover.
1: We also need choice. That's the word you said. We need to work together with choice.
0: Well, you know, as we look at this, uh, it has not changed that much, Dr. Mike, from the time you grew up in a household with a family and with a you've reared your children to to really be responsible and to take into consideration the th- things that are happening around them. Uh, when we look at that sometimes we feel like we are so um, straddled or so um, tied up in the things that we cannot con- control really. Those things that that we have no say about. And that's why I'm so excited about your running for District 50. It's because we we should have some choices about the leaders that we have. And there's some different um, things that are going on right now that are very troubling to hearts. One of them is, is our borders. Uh, another is... And I want us to talk about that a little bit. We do need to take a break. And uh, when we come back, I want us to talk a little bit about the danger that uh, is coming to families today because our government is not um, securing our borders, not protecting the freedom that we have. I know that's a tough subject. But I, I really think that's one of the main issues that people are looking at in Texas today. So, Mike, let's go ahead and take our break, and then we'll come back and, and uh, hit this thing on, on what it is about freedom that we have in the world in which we live today and, and the struggles that we are going through to protect that freedom right after this.
6: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. And it's packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market. Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
3: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclew is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville. And come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference,
4: a huge difference. Think Marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach
3: is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more.
2: That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com
0: Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today with uh, two of my very best friends, Linda Chandler, who is pastor of um, Austin Brethren Church, and Dr. Mike Vandewale, who is a chiropractor and is running uh, as a state in the uh, present campaign uh, uh, for uh, District 50. Uh, as a Texas state representative, took me a little bit to get that out, Doctor Byrd, but I tell you, I am so excited about this because you are fresh blood. Mm-hmm. You are fresh. Don't you think, Linda?
1: Yes, and I'll tell you the other thing I think is he thinks out of the box. Oh, I love it. You know, we have so much that puts us in this box, and he is thinking out. He's coloring outside of the lines in a good way. He understands there's boundaries, but he, you know, he's letting the color flow to make a uh, paint us a different picture, and I love it.
0: Well, we've been talking about family values today. We've talked about freedom, haven't talked much about the military, and we haven't talked about media. All of these things have their own issues in the world in which we live today. But the thing that that I want us to uh, nail here in our closing, Dr. Mm -hmm. Mike, is the fact that there is fear in the hearts of people. Yes. Because they don't understand some of the things that are going on. And we need to look at it from a point of view that heaviness comes sometimes when you don't understand uh, what God's doing or what the government is doing. And so let's, let's kind of wrap this up with, with your heart uh, for dealing with some of these issues we've talked. We talked about the border, how scary that is. Uh, we haven 't talked about the chaplains of the military, so many of these things have changed and are changing.
2: You probably could have a show for each of these.
0: I know, and I need to do that
2: <laughs> well um I think you mentioned something about the border yes. um, immigrant i'm 'm I'm grandson of an immigrant my uh, son in law is an immigrant in fact, uh, when we had the special election, his first uh vote was uh in my election. He tells me he voted for me, but the secret ballot uh, ballot i don 't know for sure but uh uh, kidding aside, well, you, you, yeah. you, I can find out <laughs> for you. No whoop up
0: on it.
2: Immigration is um, people are afraid of it because they've been lied to before, because uh, they were told there wouldn't be amnesty, and then there was, and then how is it implemented? And uh, um, the main thing that has to be done is the border has to be secured, not just for immigration, mm-hmm. because there's a danger there. We have. Cartels coming up, there's a, um, uh, Jeff Attica is a lawyer anti, um, uh, he's a a lawyer at um, uh, St. Mary's University Law School, and he's Green Beret, he does a lot of anti-terrorism type law, he's uh, oftentimes uh, being interviewed by CNN, Mm -hmm. Fox News, etc., he's an expert in that area, and he's commented about how the uh, cartels have come up here and virtually wiped out all the American gangs. Mm-hmm. and uh, how they're hiding in different areas. Uh, that's a, a, a situation that occurs when the border is open. We have more disease coming up here, uh, whooping cough, TB. Uh, all these things are on the increase. And now we have something, uh, Ebola, you know, it, it may be dangerous. It may not be. We don't know yet, see, because uh, we have a different health care system than uh, Africa, so it may not affect us as much as it has there. We don't know yet. But we don't want that border to be open.
0: Yeah. Well, we certainly want to thank you, Dr. Mike, for being with us today. I want to uh, give us your uh, contact information so our friends can call you.
2: Uh, My um, uh, website is drmikefortexas.com. You can learn a little more about the campaign that way. My phone number is 512-343-0700.
0: Well, we certainly thank you, and I tell you, you've helped me today. Uh, you've helped me Absolutely. in a number of areas. How about you, Linda?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is what we we need. We need godly leaders that'll think out of the box.
0: Yes.
2: I want to say one last thing. I want to say that God has blessed this country. Mm-hmm. Many have sacrificed for us since its beginning. As I say, be faithful to God, He'll be faithful to you and your families.
0: Oh, thank you. We need that message today. Well, one of the things that we always close with here is what we call our rope of hope, and we won't throw it out to you who are listening today. You may be so troubled that you think there's no hope left for America or for Texas, but that is not true. Uh, the Lord gives us a principle and a promise for living in a world like we're living in today. Number one, he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their way, and pray then i will hear them and i will heal their land and linda our nation needs healing today and we know that the greatest healing comes from the love of the lord jesus yes and his giving back to us that that um confidence and the security and the power to be who he's designed us to be it's our relationship with him and through prayer there's many people i want to say to the audience today
1: many people are praying i came from a Group of fifteen praying in a judge's courtroom um, at noon where nobody was there, just praying for our nation for over an hour. So people, hope is there, and our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, He is available to you. You just ask Him to come into your life and begin to uh, work on seek your heart. Him. Yes, and he will change your heart. He does heal hearts, and he Mm -hmm. helps broken hearts. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. And again, I want to thank Dr. Mike Vanawale, and thank you, Linda. Mm -hmm. And um, we just pray that this will be a really good week for you as you begin to walk with him and talk with him and trust him. Have a great day.